Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with Gina, this is the wrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Bring out your dead! <laughs> uh, this week, normal service has been resumed. We're uh, taking a look back over the uh, week that was week 14 of the NFL season, week which saw a uh, meeting of the first and second uh, picks from last year's 2016 draft uh, head-to-head for the first time. And also we're going to be making our picks for the week 15 games as well. But uh, first of all, let's have a look through some of the uh, talking points from around the league. How are you doing, Gene? You all okay? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, we shall get to the, the bit of a downer in the NFL world later, I'm sure. But yeah, doing okay. How's yourself, Chief? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's busy run up to Christmas, but uh, yeah, doing doing okay. <laughs> uh, so let's let's have a look first of all at uh, well, we're gonna have a look at the, at the Pro Bowl because uh, as as this kind of comes out, the Pro Bowl uh, Pro Bowl. Um, vote will just be just be about to close, so you may just have uh, have time to uh, to cast a vote if that's the kind of thing you want to do. Um, it's been open for a couple of weeks. We've avoided talking about it so far, but it's uh, it's certainly worth uh, taking a look back at, uh, at some of the better players from the season so far. So uh, let's go through a few categories, shall we? We're going to have a look at the best players and who we think uh, should be should be kind of making the um, making the, uh, the the step to the Pro Bowl this year. Let's, let's start. I suppose we'll start with the glamour positions. Let's start with quarterbacks. Who uh, who, who tops your list? Um, I'm I'm having a thought because the problem is that the obvious is man who tops the list has just gone down with an ACL tear. Correct. Um, yeah. So it's kind of you would imagine Brady will be there. You imagine Breeze on name recognition and having a good year. It will be there. Case Keenum, believe it or not, deserves. I think you're right. Shout, I, don't I, you? I was going to say. I, I'm absolutely going to say. I, I I think he uh, he should he should be there. Jared Goff, perhaps. Yeah. Um, certainly, um, um, Matthew Ryan's not been quite at the top level as he's been. Um, I suppose Ben Roethlisberger, maybe. Mm. I don't know. On the AFC, it's kind of it's not exactly been a been a outstanding quarterback year, really, has it? It really hasn't. I certainly uh, certainly don't think we'll be seeing Jay Cutler there anytime anytime soon, <laughs> or Andy Dalton for that matter. Hmm. Yes, the Red Rifle might. Well, I don't know. He's he he seems to get in on alternate um, sort of like third person up quite oh, often does he? for the Pro Bowl so yeah he's been a few times you believe it or not yeah, okay. oh oh, okay best one left standing that I've just looked down and haven't realised his teammate not have the best record but my word Russell Wilson's been good this season that's a good point yeah you forget about, you forget about Russell Wilson don't you because he's always kind of he's always there or thereabouts isn't he yeah, and with that offensive line, he's done incredible things. So yeah, absolutely, he should be there. Yeah. Um, what about uh, if, we, if we move on to uh, people like let's, let's look at running backs? Any 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 particular ones caught your eye this year? Um, I mean Kamara, Kamara. with the Saints, but yeah. I'm not sure sure how the injuries are. Um, I mean Shady McCoy after the uh, performance he put in at the weekend. Mm. I mean he's been having a good year anyway. But you know if you crack 200 yards, um, I'm trying to think. It's slightly harder because there's not been so many um, sort of single standout backs, particularly with David Johnson going down injured. I mean Todd mm. Gurley's another obvious one I would have thought. But you've got a few more backs by committee this year. I mean, uh, do you think Leonard Fournette's done enough? I think he probably has to be honest. I think it'll be. I, I think like you say because of probably more because of there not being so many uh, so many to, to to kind of pick from I suppose I think mm-hmm. Fournette will I think Fournette will get there yeah um, Ingram as well for the Saints um, yes, the one yeah. two they, they've both been really really good uh, so I, I I reckon they both should probably go um, yeah I, I'm not there's not too many more screaming at me but I'm sure someone will will shout at us at us in the comments or or on Twitter if we've I'm forgotten sure. something important I'm sure they will yeah that's it that's it I mean I, I when I was putting this together I, I kind of asked uh, our, our resident pod. 
uh, friend of the pod, Nick Ferguson, to uh, to have a look at, uh, at defence on the defensive side of things and who, mm-hmm. who he thinks that uh, might uh, might be going that side. Um, I don't know if you've seen who his uh, who his replies were, G. Joey I Bo- do. Joey Bosa, I- Campbell, Bobby Wagner, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, AJ Boy as well. Yes, so a couple, couple of uh, couple of jags there. Couple of Jags there, and, and um, AJ Boye has played very well coming over um, from the Texans. Um, did you have to look any of these up? Because I know that you prefer I, offensive football than defensive one. I had to look look, look Campbell up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> really? Because I've, I've I've actually talked about Campbell. I know you he's have played really well this year for the Jags. Um, I know it, it did it did ring a bell once you'd uh, once I looked at it. Because the thing that, that's really interesting for him, or I'm, I'm not sure that his play has necessarily um, got that much better, but because he's moved from a 3-4 scheme where he would have to two-gap, and I shall explain that because I know what question you're about to ask. <laughs> so he, he he would stand up a player, but he's responsible for a gap either side of a defensive player ahead of him. Whereas a one-gap, you penetrate into one location, you, the idea is to get up the field. So he's playing 3-4 and he's responsible for two gaps. He's yeah. moved to um, the Jaguars where he's playing a 4-3 end, um, at least on passing downs, so he can just get up, get off and rush the passer. And he leads the team with sacks, um, <laughs> the Saxonville Jaguars no less. And yeah, um, a, a very obvious call um, for a defensive Pro Bowl player. What about receivers, wide receivers? In terms of their... Uh, their um, obviously that's another one of the glamour positions. It's one of the... Uh, that, that people tend to, uh, to to catch people's eyes. What do you think there? Who, who's uh, who's caught your I mean, eye this year? There's going to be no shortage of candidates, but um, I, I would argue that there is probably no more consistent receiver and probably no better receiver than Antonio Brown yeah. this season. And, and, and that should um, clear me of any anti-Steelers bias <laughs> that, that people may accuse me of as a Bengals fan, but he is so good. And what um, idiot am I? Can we go back to running backs and output Le'Veon Bell in? Oh, yes. Just... How do we not mention <laughs> Le'Veon Bell? Well, you see, I did no preparation for this because I hate all the discussions of the Pro Bowl as well, yeah. you know, and, you know, I think, think the game is a nonsense. But, you know, he is really good. Um, Antonio Brown has obviously back to receivers been playing really well. Uh, Julio Jones has been a bit up and down, but just can do otherworldly mm. things. Um, uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers has been playing amazingly in the last few weeks and had those multiple um, games where he had 10 catches and over 100 yards and was like the first player to do it for, I think, four games in a row. Something like that, yeah. So, so oh, there's him, obviously. Um, uh, oh, Phelan uh, for the Vikings has been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's any number of Vikings could end up uh, could end up there this year. Um, well, it's, uh, it's that's going to be interesting to see who uh, who ends up on that uh, on that team. It's uh, this, like I say, there's still time. It closes on Thursday evening, uh, Thursday the 14th of December, uh, and it's all at NFL.com. So uh, yeah, yeah, go and have a uh, have a vote. If Basically, you, if, if you're listening to this on Thursday and you want to vote, you need to go do it now. Immediately, that's right. Um, so a couple, let's have a look at another couple of bits uh, around the league. The, uh, the the Browns, first of all, let's let, let me. Before we move, before we speak about the Browns and, and, and something that happened at the Browns, do you have something to say? I, I do. I, I feel I feel the need to, uh, to to for a full and frank apology. Um, I silly silly me this this week. I uh, I tweeted uh, just as the fourth quarter. I think it's about just as the fourth quarter was starting when the uh, the the uh, Browns were 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 they four ten or fourteen up. Um, I tweeted that it looked like they were going to get their first win of the season, only for them to uh, yeah not do that um, and, and lose in overtime full and frank apology I'm very sorry to all the Browns fans Browns UK uh, have been very uh, uh, hard on me on, on Twitter uh, which is understandable I, I feel that's only fair yeah. to be honest and, and, and I, yeah I apologise because I, I absolutely realise that the the, the, uh, the Browns do not need any help in losing this year um, 
So I was, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't need to be doing that uh, for them to uh, for them to, to to get the loss. It is your duty to pick against them and try and reverse jinx them into a win for the rest of the league. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll, let's 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 get onto that in a few minutes. Um, so yeah, the Browns, like I was saying, they uh, they got rid of their before this this uh, this this most recent week. Uh, they got rid of their uh, their their GM. They've uh, they've installed G- uh, John Dorsey, former uh, former GM in Kansas. Yeah, and. I'm sort of curious to see how this one shakes out because the initial coverage and it seems totally fair was basically it's like ah oh, this is the problem with uh, they've decided that they're going against um, analytics and this is proof that analytics doesn't work and you know they went out and got a football guy. The only reason I say hesitate to to fully commit to that is that the guy from Moneyball who was leading a lot of the analytics stuff is still with the team at the moment and yeah. what we don't know is whether this is another Jimmy Haslam let's fire everybody and start again when there's been no chance to to fulfill or whether Sashi Brown through his um, relationship with uh, um, Hugh Jackson the bungling of the um, AJ McCarron um, trade whether that was what got him fired as alongside the results it is interesting to me that Hugh Jackson who hasn't exactly covered himself in glory over the last two seasons kept his job though yeah, it seems, seems to be perfectly safe, although you know, I wouldn't put it past Haslam to fire him at the end of the season. But I think what did for Sashi Brown ultimately was Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and the fact that they could have had either of those quarterbacks. And I don't think what we should be taking away from this is analytics don't work. I think you need to marry analytics with um, good football analysis mm. because they've got a lot of young, good young players. This is actually a really good position for John Dorsey because he's got a ton of picks going up to next season. The important thing is that they need to nail a quarterback. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. That's their that's that's their biggest week, the biggest weakness by a long way from what I've seen, and has been um, for a couple of basically years since. Yeah, well, never mind a couple of years. Basically, since the franchise came back to Cleveland, uh, there's if you remember, there's like a guy with like a jersey which is like all got all the names or had all the names I've of the starting it, yeah. Browns. Browns um, quarterbacks and they ran out of space on the back yeah pretty much everybody had a go last season um, uh, Roger Goodell as well has, uh, has signed a, a new contract as, uh, as commissioner of the NFL that's a uh, little bit controversial given what we've discussed earlier this season yeah I mean interestingly it seems that, that Jerry Jones might have got some of his way with the um, the headline figure is, is enormous, but you know there's quite a lot of incentives with it. And the other thing that um, I don't know if you've picked up on yet is that apparently this is going to be his last contract, and so basically we're going to have a new NFL commissioner in 2024. Excellent. And part of Goodell, Goodell's job will be um, helping them to identify who that should be. Finding his own replacement. That's not, not a bad gig if you can get it. <laughs> no, and let's hope. There's been, yeah. There's, he's done lots of well on the commercial side, but yeah, I'm not sure. I won't, shan't be pleased to see a new person having a go at the job. I, I agree. Uh, and then very quickly, just before we uh, we move on, Ryan Shazier, uh, spinal contusion. He, uh, he he ended up getting. I think Dan of the uh, Future mentioned it last week uh, in his in the game against the Bengals for the uh, for the Steelers last week. Not looking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, he doesn't look in a great way, does he? No, I mean, we're all basically, I think everybody in the football world, regardless of affiliation, is is just basically either putting out prayers if you're that way inclined or, you know, has him in his thoughts. He had spine stabilisation surgery. Um, they've not released um, the details of that, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I've read that he does appear to have some movement in his lower limbs. I, I mean, to be honest, if you're having spine stabilisation surgery, they're trying to take the pressure off the spinal cord itself or the nerves, and there was swelling, and it's just a case of football doesn't matter at this point. 
point. I just want him to be healthy and, you know, be able to do normal things like walk around and be with his kids in the future. Absolutely. It's kind of, you know, I'd love to see him play again. But to be honest, what I really want is for him to be well and healthy. And, you know, it's one of those horrible situations. And I'm, yeah, you just wish the best for the man. Yeah, definitely. You definitely do. It's, you don't like seeing that of anybody, like you say, regardless of uh, of, of your um, what who, who you support, what you what your feelings about the Steelers are. Yeah, um, we know it's a, a dangerous. Guy. Yeah, we know it's a dangerous game, and yeah. and we understand that there are risks involved. But you know, basically, you want everybody to come out healthy. Absolutely. Okay, that's week fourteen done. So uh, yeah, and it actually is done this week. We haven't got to uh, have a, uh, a visit from Dan of the future. So uh, yeah, that's all. That'll be nice. Um, let's have a look at uh, some of the better games from the uh, from the week. The, uh, the first one, as always, is the Thursday night game. They were back to back on form with the uh, color rush jerseys. It was the uh, the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, both teams went into this one at eight and four. The Falcons have uh, looked a bit inconsistent, uh, but uh, but seem to be kind of grinding out wins while the Saints have lost just uh, or going into this one had lost just one game uh, since week three um, they've lost another one though uh, yeah it was it was 20 points to 17 to the Atlanta Falcons this one it was a real true back and forth game wasn't it it, was, it took a, a fourth quarter comeback from the Falcons to win it yeah and it's it's kind of um, funny that the Falcons did get the win given that uh, uh, Matthew Ryan you know threw a couple yeah. of picks and it was kind of a scruffy game all round, but um, the Saints couldn't quite seem to, to keep things as coherent. And obviously, I think the big thing for them was Kamara going down with a concussion, and, and that really hampered their um, offense. Mm, yeah, it, it kind of felt like it was a it was a win in spite of, of Matt Ryan, wasn't it? He didn't have he didn't have a great day. I mean, this seems to be the story of the season for the Falcons. I mean, Sarkeesian just doesn't seem to have um, stepped into Shanahan's um, shoes and never mind sort of kept what he's going going there's been a fairly large step back and that seems to be really hampering the Falcons who've, who've still got an awful lot of talent on that side of the ball oh definitely absolutely yeah they have it was um, it, it was a bit uh, bit scary to see Alvin Kamara go off he went off concussed didn't he one of the players that you uh, just mentioned a minute ago as, as possible uh, player for the, for the Pro Bowl but yeah six snaps in it, uh, he, he went out concussed and it looks like he's going to be out again this week yeah, I, I wasn't sure if he was beginning to... I'd heard rumours that he was beginning to make his way through the protocol. Um, yeah, you never like to see it, um, and particularly with a player who's been so um, dynamic and spectacular yeah. this season. You, I mean, basically, I mean, this season as much as any, I don't know. I'm hearing lots of talk about you know the actual rate of injury isn't, isn't that high, but the problem is the profile of the injuries has just been off the charts. Mm. And, you know, to lose Kamara and then to lose the quarterback we lost this week, it's just... Just fingers. Can we please stay healthy, guys? Please. Yeah. Well, I, I thought t- uh, Ted Jin Junior right towards the end when he took a took a whack on that last uh, last drive. I thought he was going to go off as well. He, he didn't look very very good either. Yeah, and um, it, it's yeah. I mean, it was a tough game. It, I mean, it's a divisional game as well, so we've got a little chippy, and we have the um, return fixture. Uh, I think um, the week after next because we've got a few of these yeah. ones ones where two teams are playing each other rather quickly at this end of the season so um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes back in New Orleans but yeah it's yeah, a tough tough game and a scrappy game that, um, that as much as anything if Breeze had just got that ball a bit higher into yeah. the end zone and hadn't been yeah. picked off right at the end could very easily have gone the other way yeah, that, well, that's it. Towards the end, they, they were they were definitely progressing down the field. The Saints. It looked like they were going to going to get that touchdown. And yeah, there was a uh, I can't remember who it was it intercepted, but but uh, yeah, in, in, intercepted in the red zone. Definitely winded himself. That was a horrible land on his back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, it but... was. Um, I'm just looking for his name because I'm sure it's Jones. I'm sure I saw it, and now I, I'm. Um... I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. Dion Jones, who did ah, it in right, the end okay, zone. Yeah. Well, uh, you you picked the uh, the Falcons on this one. This was uh, the first one of your games that you uh, you got correct this week. Uh, yeah, he's starting to uh, starting to pull away again, and there's not long left now either. Oh well, um, right on to the uh, the next game. It's the uh, the Bengals and the Bears. Oh, well, these these two teams uh, they were they were twenty fourth and thirtieth going into uh, going into this game um, for for points scored. So we weren't really expecting a particularly high scoring game, but it, it ended up thirty three points to seven to the Chicago Bears. And and actually, the Bears really looked surprisingly good in this one for me. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Bears, I don't know how much is is their form and how much is just the Bengals coming off a very tough game in Pittsburgh and the games between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati seem to affect both teams the week after. Uh, The the Steelers also have that with the Ravens a bit as well. And uh, the Bengals were very thin just uh, in the uh, safety and linebacker. And so I was worried coming into this game and it proved to be the case. And I'm not going to take anything away from the Bears. The Bears look very good. That's as good as Trubisky has probably looked this season. Uh, And the Bengals haven't been able to get anything going in the second half um, all season, it feels like. And so, you know, it was relatively tight at half time. But then the Bears just kept running the ball and the, the Bengals didn't seem to be able to stop them all game. And they just, yeah, ran out fairly easy winners in the end. They, they they did. I mean, there's there's a few standout performances for me from the uh, from the, the the Bears. There was there was Jordan Howard with 147 rushing yards. He had a great game, and uh, and Kendall Wright as well got 107 receiving yards. So yeah, pretty pretty good game from a few of them. Yeah, but bearing in mind that Tariq Cohen also chipped in with 80 yeah. yards on the ground as well. Yeah. You know, they really ran the ball very well against the Bengals. Absolutely, and, and that was it. Was one thing that the uh, the Bengals kind of struggled with was that was the run. Obviously, with Joe Mixon being being out um, with, with, I think is he in concussion protocol? Yeah, yeah, he's concussed. So, um, the, I mean, the Bengals got very little running um, all yeah. game. AJ Green had a surprisingly down game. Uh, had some balls po- actually pop out of his hand and be intercepted, and yeah. the timing just was off. Um, it, it just wasn't good all round, to be honest. No, you brought uh, AJ McCarron on towards the end, didn't you? What could that be? A, could that be a sign of things to come? Um, I doubt it because he um, his contract expires at the end of the season. So nah. um, uh, no, I don't, don't think he's going to get some time at the towards the end until the back end of the season. Yeah, um, unless they want to take a look at him, um, but. It's hard to see them moving beyond Andy Dalton unless um, they do some radical shakeups at the end of the season. But I, to be honest, uh, given how he was approached by the Browns, I don't know where he'll be yeah. when free agency comes. But you know, I, I suspect he will want to hit the market if possible, and I doubt that we're going to use a franchise tag on a backup quarterback given the money involved yeah. of the top five players at the position. So you I feel you feel that might be a. You feel that might be a done deal, really, don't you? That to, to I'm not entirely sure if you'd go for Browns, but I certainly, th- I, I would be, you know, very surprised to see McCarron stay at the Bengals. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky looked good, didn't he? You, you said he, he's looked, he looked as, as good as he has all season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a player who, who bearing, bearing mind, earlier in the season had four completed out seven passes. So yeah. you know, they begin to let him do a bit more. Um, I think it's hard to tell with the receivers he's got uh, at the moment and. Uh, that's going to be very much uh, okay he gets to the end of the first season let's see what he can do in the second year when he's got a bit more experience and I suspect there'll be changes at least at offensive coordinator I could be wrong but you know that, that'll be a situation to watch going to the new year it's far too early to make a, a decision on a young quarterback yeah it, it definitely is it's uh, it's a 
it's a he is a very young guy. It's obviously he was uh, it's his first season in uh, in in in, uh, in Chicago, but I think he's going to be I think he's going to be good a good one for them. I think he's going to do going to do uh, do some good things. I I think it's it's definitely one to watch. And after the turnaround of Jared Goff, we should all be very careful about writing off young QBs. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you uh, you picked the Bears on this one. You uh, you got this one correct. So uh, yeah, it was another another point for you. Uh, Eagles and the Rams. Uh, this was the uh, this is the one I mentioned earlier. It was the first uh, first meeting of the uh, of the two uh, first picks in 2016 draft uh, for the first time. Uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff uh, both met. Um, it was uh, yeah. It ended up 43-35 to the uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. It really there really wasn't much between these two teams, was there? No, um, which is not particularly surprising given that how they've played through the season. No. Um, I think the Eagles are the better team top to bottom and I think that showed in this game, particularly given that Carson Wentz went out in the third quarter with um, what turns out to have been a torn um, ACL, ACL yeah. and, and the um, Eagles were still able to um, eke out the win. But, the, you know, the, the Rams are no slouches themselves and, and, you know, certainly gave as good as they got in this game. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, um, that it kind of looks like he's... That, well, obviously, it's an ACL. He's going to be out for the, uh, out for the, for the rest of the season, isn't he? So... What do you what do you think? Do you think they? Do you think, how do you think they they're going to get on for the uh, for the remainder? I think it's not like they're going to drop out the playoffs, given for games they've all, sort of already got. Um, well, they've they've, they've already they've already uh, confirmed a, a playoff position. So I think we'll know more next week once we get a chance to um, really take a look at um, their backup QB and mm. see how Nick Foles can do. And he had that one season under Chip Kelly where he played remarkably. He's a different player, obviously, to Carson Wentz. He's not as mobile. And I will be um, interested to see how he does. I think, you know, but it does sort of pull them back to the pack, whereas I really felt like they'd established themselves as one of the top teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the Rams have now lost... They've lost two out of their last four games, haven't they? Do you think... Are they... Are they uh, I hesitate to use, to use the word bottle in it, but do you, th- do you think they're starting to bottle it? No, I really don't. I just think that they've come into... Just had some tough games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last few games, and I'm just pulling up their their schedule, in the last four, they've lost to the Minnesota Vikings, who are very good, and they were in Minnesota, and that's a, a tough place to play. They yeah. beat the Saints... That's that's a very good win with the way the Saints are playing at the moment, although they were at home. They've beaten the Cardinals, which is what they should do, and then they lost to a very good Eagles team. So I would not, I would not be at all discouraged if I was a Rams fan. Yeah, you might be a slight level below um, the Vikings and the Eagles, but maybe not the Eagles now that Carson Wentz is injured. But no, I, I I think that you know, considering where they've gone to from where they were last season, mm. you should be well content and. Uh, the big game is coming up next week when they play the Seahawks. Absolutely, that's going to be a yeah, going to be a great game, I think. Um, well, it was a yeah, like I said, it was another another real back and forth game. But both teams were were, were well in it um, right in, right up until uh, until the end. And the Philadelphia Eagles ended up uh, winning this one forty three thirty five, and uh, yeah, became the first team in the NFC to uh, to confirm a playoff position. So well done to the Eagles. We, we, we and we both picked them as well. So uh, yeah, that was a that was a a point for both of us in the uh, in Pickham. Now, game of the week. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, how happy are you? Come on. Oh, it's, it, I'm very happy. New England Patriots uh, and the Miami Dolphins, if you haven't guessed what we're, what we're talking about. The, uh, the Patriots are absolutely running away with the AFC East uh, to, this, to this point. And Dolphins have struggled to, to string uh, wins together all season. However... 
technically you're still in the in with a chance of a wild card, you know. Yeah, technically. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not get excited, shall we? Um, it, it, yeah, it, this was a we, well. Dolphins won it. Dolphins twenty. There was twenty-seven points to twenty uh, to the Miami Dolphins, and it was a really weird game. It, 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 for me, when watching it, it just it felt like a bit of a role reversal of the two teams. Yeah, and to be honest, twenty twenty seven is almost a little bit flattering. I mean, weren't you guys? Yeah, it we, felt we were... your guys were a bit more dominant than that, and certainly defense seemed to have yeah. Brady's number for a lot of a lot of this game, which is really surprising. But the 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 Patriots' offense didn't get going really all game, did it? It really didn't, and and like you say, Brady really just did not look look like himself. He's and it was to to his standards, he was he was quite poor. He, he threw a couple of interceptions, which is, which is not necessarily like Brady, but but on the other hand, Cutler for the Dolphins was was brilliant. It's as good as I think I've seen him play all season. And, and now's the frustrating thing of, 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 with Cutler, which is that what, what how will he play next week? Because yeah, he's been he, up and he, down, and he can't do two good games in a row. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this week, two hundred and sixty three yards, three touchdowns, really good game. Yeah, and um, the offense it was a bit patchy in places, but yeah. the, but the um, the the Patriots' offense didn't feel like they could, or defense rather could didn't feel like they could get pressure on you guys regularly no. uh, with the pass rush, and, and so that gave Cutler enough time to to tear him apart. And it would appear that you guys have found yourselves a running back. Well, that's it. Kenyon Drake. Um, he had he, he he had the best game of his career by an absolute mile with 114 rushing yards and and also 79 receiving yards as well. So he's no slouch with it with it in the air. He is properly quick, isn't he? Very quick, yeah, yeah, he is. He is. It was. It was a. It, it's. I, I wouldn't say it was a. It was a. A. A, uh, a revelation <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Kenyon Drake or anything like that. But he was. It's the best I've ever ever seen him. It, it was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was very good. He, and, and obviously, like I say, led led the team in in, in both both sides, rushing and catching. So uh, yeah, he had a very very good game. And, and on the other hand, the, the running game for the Patriots was just. Non-existent, 25 yards. Yeah, it was really surprising. They couldn't get the running game going. They couldn't get the short passing game going. And the two interceptions were almost underthrown balls. Although, um, I, I guess you've got to be pretty happy with Xavier Howard getting those two interceptions. And, yes. and maybe having yeah. uh, finally having a young member of your secondary that, that might um, be a bit more reliable for you. Someone needed to step up, didn't they? So, uh, it was, yeah, no, it's good It's good to see Xavier Howard doing it. It doing, has doing felt there. like, uh, um, beside Rashad Jones, we've been having just a lot of discussions about the quality mm. of your secondary for a while mm. now yeah it really does it really does and it was yeah it, and and as always I, I went for the Dolphins um, <laughs> and, uh, and and got this one correct and there was there was never any doubt really because we were it was it was well it was it, it, it was, was 27 I think it was 27 10 going yeah. into the fourth quarter yeah it, it was so, it, it was a convincing win for you guys it was indeed 27 10 going into the fourth quarter um yeah. Congratulations! I'm genuinely really Thanks. happy for you. As, as, as am I. We've, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm glad we beat them. I'm not. I'm not getting uh, out of my uh, out of. I'm not. I'm not starting to starting to feel as though we're uh, we're going to get the uh, the playoffs or anything like that yet. Yeah. I think we've left that a little bit late. But yeah, uh, I'm perfectly okay with you shooting me down on that one. But I just wanted to, <laughs> to let you know it was a possibility. It is still technically a mathematical possibility. Yeah. Well, uh, let's have a, uh, a quick look around the uh, the league at the uh, the rest of the games. Then um, the Raiders and the Chiefs. They uh, they were two of the teams, two of the three teams that were going into this week at six and six in the AFC West, uh, looking to put a run together to get uh, into the playoffs. Uh, 
it was Andy Reid's man who got the uh, the win. It was 26 points to 15 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oakland left it too late for a comeback, scored all their points in the uh, fourth quarter, but didn't uh, couldn't quite get enough to uh, to get the win in that one. Uh, the Texans have just won, have won just one of their last six games heading into Week 14, while the yeah, the 49ers uh, have won two out of their last three, and uh, and yeah, things are really looking on on the on the up with Garoppolo. Uh, they met this week, and it was 26 points to 16 uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, two wins out of two for Garoppolo. TJ Yates and Tom Savage uh, shared the snaps at QB for the for the Texans, but a real lack of the running game for the Texans led them to uh, led to them struggling. Uh, and the, yeah, the 49ers are now three and one in their last four games. Fun stat for you. I don't Go believe on. that Jimmy Garoppolo has um, lost an NFL game that he started and finished. I believe you're correct. Yeah, because he, he he didn't when he was uh, when he's at the, uh, New England, did he? Indeed. Um, the Giants were fresh off firing their head coach and GM last week with uh, uh, Steve Spagnolo uh, stepping in uh, as interim head coach uh, this week for the uh, for the Giants. They were facing the Dallas Cowboys and they had the uh, they had Eli Manning back under centre, but. Uh, yeah, they couldn't quite do it. It was uh, it was a lot closer than it than it looks. It was it was thirty points to ten, um, but for the majority of this one, it was uh, it was it was very much back and forth. It was twenty uh, twenty fourth quarter points that won it for the Cowboys, uh, and yeah, Manning got a pass rating of just sixty eight and threw a couple of interceptions as well. So uh, yeah, not uh, not not the best week back uh, back for for Eli. No, I mean the problem with Eli for me is that um, with that offensive line, there's no way of knowing how much he's got left because he's not in a situation mm. that he needs to survive even if he was you know 28 rather than 30 yeah. something yeah well that's that's it um, well not mathematically out of it the Detroit Lions needed a win uh, this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, to keep in the uh, in hunt for the playoffs and they uh, they did manage it here it was uh, 24 points to 21 uh, they're now just one game behind the wildcard slots which is uh, pretty good for the Lions uh, Matt, Pre- Matt Prater uh, kicked a field goal uh, with 20 seconds left to secure the win uh, Matt Stafford threw for nearly 400 yards so uh, yeah again pretty good day for, uh, for for the Lions and maybe his hand should get horribly banged up the week before every week well that, that might be the secret yeah <laughs> Uh, the Vikings and the the Panthers. This one uh, looked like it really would be the, uh, the the game of the week for me. This one. It was uh, other than obviously the, uh, the, the other than the, than the Eagles and the uh, and the Rams. Uh, Vikings have had all but secured the uh, the playoff place uh, going into this one, and the Panthers were looking at a wild card place as well. So it was always going to be a uh, a pretty good game. It was twenty four points to thirty one to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they, the Panthers controlled the game early, largely through uh, mistakes from the Vikings, including an interception thrown on the first drive. Panthers return a sixty yard uh, rushing touchdown as well, uh, and it was uh, yeah all downhill from there for the Vikings. Thirty one twenty four to uh, the Carolina Panthers. That was a third very tough um, road game for the Vikings. So it's perhaps not surprised that you know they finally couldn't keep the win streak going. No, that's it. Um, the Packers and the Browns. This one, this uh, this was the uh, was going to be probably the last week that Aaron Rodgers was ineligible as he was on uh, on uh, the injured reserve list. Uh, but the Browns went into this one still winless. It ended up twenty seven twenty one to the Green Bay Packers, as I mentioned earlier. It did need overtime to settle the game though, after the Browns were up by fourteen points going into the fourth quarter, but couldn't hold on. Isaiah Crowell got himself uh, one hundred and twenty one rushing yards. So uh, yeah, not all bad for the Browns and. Uh, They'll they'll take some positives from it, won't they? Um, I don't know. At this at this stage, they just need a win. No, they just yeah. all they will care about is not going um, winless for the season. 
Yeah. Uh, well, the Bills have hit a bit of a stumbling block uh, of late. While well, the uh, the Colts haven't looked great all season, so they were uh, they were probably hoping to uh, to pick something up this week. Uh, the, uh, Nathan Peterman was back under centre for the Bills, and uh, yeah, they, they managed to do it. It was thirteen points to seven. It was a it was one of the snowiest games you'll ever see. I don't know if you've if you've uh, seen the, the highlights of this one, Jay. It was seven all at the uh, the end of the uh, end of the game. Uh, neither team managed to get more than more than a hundred yards in the air, so they were really reliant on their running on a slippery surface. And, and both Shady McCoy and Frank Gore got themselves over a hundred yards rushing as well with with 156 and 130 yards respectively I'm hoping to find some time to go back and watch this one because it just sounds fun and I believe there were snowball fights and all sorts at one point so yeah there was, a, there was certainly a snow angel I saw yeah <laughs> Uh, the Titans, Tennessee look like they're uh, they're on their way to the playoffs for the first time in a while. But the uh, Cardinals, on the other hand, barring a run of, uh, of 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 good luck, look like like they're going to be missing out this year. It was it was it did end up uh, at twelve points to seven in this one to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. You wouldn't be able to tell that until uh, here that obviously it was the uh, the Cardinals that uh, looked like they might struggle. Um, all of Arizona's points were courtesy of Phil Dawson, their kicker. Mario had statistically one of the worst games of his career, but uh, they'll they'll still be hoping to uh, to push on. I think. Yeah, I mean, for, for Titans, uh, sort of still in with a wildcard shot, and they've been grinding all year, but it's not been pretty a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, the Broncos uh, hadn't been looking good, but uh, with, a, with a good defence and playing against one of the poorer offences in the league and the Jets, they really had a chance to pick up a win this week and, and look good, and, and they, they certainly did it. It was 23 points to zero. Um, it was a... Uh, it was a... It was a, a a, a real a real shutout for the for the Jets. In fact, they it, they were helped by by Josh McCown breaking his uh, breaking his hand, I suppose, and being replaced by a, a subpar Bryce Petty. But uh, yeah, the Broncos, uh, while not setting the world alight, still still managed to get the win and uh, and that score. The LA Chargers uh, hoping to uh, that this would be possibly the year when they can get Philip Rivers to uh, make it to the playoffs, as are, as are we. Um, but the Redskins weren't uh, going to make it easy. They did manage to get the win this week. It was thirty points to thirteen to the LA Chargers. Um, at least we we obviously thought they weren't going to make it easy. Uh, the Chargers, at the top of the AFC West, uh, led this one throughout the game. The play of the game was it was a uh, Bashaw Breland uh, interception for the Redskins, which he returned ninety six yards for a touchdown. Um, another great looking game this week was the uh, the Seahawks and the Jaguars. Both teams went into this one at eight and four and looking to uh, head towards the uh, the playoffs. It was the Jaguars that ended up getting the uh, getting the win? It was a big step for them towards the uh, postseason football. It was thirty points to twenty four in the end. Jags were uh, really the complete package, impressed both in the air and on the ground, and also uh, collected three interceptions and two sacks. So uh, yeah, I can't see anyone wanting to uh, to face them in the postseason. No, and we should possibly mention the brawl at the end of the game, given that. Um uh, Bennett dived uh, I mean he says he was trying to swipe the ball on the kneel down play but you know there was contact with um, the centre's knees and, and there was a fight and an ejection and then, then things thrown from the stands and and, Ooh, a, Seattle, all of this. and a Seattle player uh, um, had to be prevented by security and other players from going into the stands to sort out the gentlemen who were throwing beers and other stuff on the field so yeah it was a messy end to this game I'll be going back and have a look at that I think <laughs> Um, and the uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, they were the top two teams in the AFC North battling it out this week. Just uh, one point between them. It was 39-38 uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've become the, uh, the first AFC team to confirm their position in the playoffs. Ravens were uh, winning this going into the final minute of the game. Uh, and also led for actually most of the second half when you look at it. But a 46-yard field goal won it for the Steelers. Typical Big Ben. Had an over 500-yard game. That's he's the, he becomes the first player in NFL history to get three career 500-yard passing games. And I'm at some point going to have to take a look at the Ravens again, just because the offense has definitely been pay, playing a bit better in recent weeks. And um, I don't know how much of that was Ryan Shazier being out um, this week for the Steelers, but there's definitely been sort of some improvement. Um, it seems in the Ravens. 
Yeah. Um, well, uh, before we, we move on to, uh, to to have a look at the blog, it's time for uh, G's extra point. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we've got a uh, another trivia question for you this week from my dad. Um, it's it's well it, this this week seems to be a week where there's been been a lot of interceptions as you'll have uh, as you'll have seen as we as we go through. Um, but which quarterback has thrown the most career interceptions? I believe that's Brett Favre. Oh, I can't believe you got that. I didn't even think of him when I was when I was trying to guess this the other day. Yeah, Brett Favre, three hundred and thirty-six um, <laughs> interceptions. Crazy. He, he he leads. He not only leads the uh, leads the league in, uh, in in completions, attempts, yards, and touchdowns, uh, and also consecutive games as well. But uh, he's thrown fifty nine more interceptions than any other player in the league. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was the gunslinger reputation was, was well earned, and yeah, that that was one that I was aware of. Well done. It's good. The ball is loose. It's a fair bill. Right then, Jay. Let's take a look at what you've been uh, writing about on the blog. Uh, you looked at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's first start. What did you learn? Um. I think that obviously um, there's been a lot of talk about they've got um, themselves a quarterback and I think that's basically right. Uh, the interesting thing is how similar you might say some of this sounds to Tom Brady in that the thing that really impressed me was his timing. Uh, there, there was you know several routes where the, the player would run the route, break, his hands would up and the ball was there and that as much as anything was, was the bit that impressed me most. He doesn't have an amazing arm. It's not like the ball no. sails like a laser but the timing and the control of the of the offence is good and considering the skills players he's working with I, I, you can absolutely see on tape why um, the 49ers are excited about him and why he won the second game this weekend. That's it. Looking good. Looking good. What's uh, what? What you got planned to uh, look at this week? I'm writing. I'm actually getting to write a comment this week because I'm not, you know, uh, up and down to Newcastle, which is what f- killed me last week. But um, apart from that, I think I'm going to look at the um, Saxonville Jaguars um, defensive line going up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks because um, yeah. fancy. Fr- frankly, I fancied some fun. Excellent. Well, uh, for all of that and much more from the mind of G, please make sure you stay tuned to the blog. It can be found at thewrongfootball.com. Are you ready for some football? Right, let's have a look at uh, week 15 then. Week 15's lines have been released. Uh, going into this week, yeah, you've got quite a uh, quite a lead build-up again. Uh, it's 117-108 to G. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing particularly well. I might start doing just doing some crazy picks just to uh, just to try and try and pick some points up. Anyway, um, first game is on Thursday night. It's the uh, the Bron- uh, Broncos and the Colts. Wow, what a what a game! Yeah, <laughs> two and a half points <laughs> given we... to the Colts. What are we meant to do with this? Um, the Broncos on the road. Do we trust them against the Colts? Yes, do we I do. Fancy the Colts at home with points. Um, I, I guess I'm leaning Broncos, but you know, I, I, I have no real idea what's going I on. I think I'm going Broncos on this one. Um, Saturday night, a couple of games on Saturday this week. It's uh, starts yep. that in the in the run up to Christmas. I forgot about that. Saturday night's all right for picking. Yeah, absolutely, that's it. Uh, so you got the Bears and the Lions in the first game. The Lions are uh, have five and a half points taken away from them. I'm really tempted by um, the Bears in a sneaky cover, although they are on the road. Mm. But I was quite impressed with them last week. I'm worried about how beat up the Bengals are. And the Lions, the Lions, I think, will win and they need to win. But I just wonder if they're going to win by six. Did you mean the Bears when you said the Bengals then? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm... No, no, I was mentioning that uh, um, with the Bears beating the Bengals. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure how much was the Bears looking good and how much ah, was the okay. Bengals being poor. Fair is enough. what I meant. Fair enough. I apologise for the lack of clarity. Don't worry. I'm going to go for the, uh, for the Lions on this one. Uh, the second Saturday game the late Saturday game is the Chargers and the Chiefs the Chiefs are given a point and a half which makes this a difficult game to pick I think this is a cracking game oh it's going to be a good game but to pick I think this is a difficult game 
I kind of fancy the Chargers. That's who I ticked initially. Yeah, but we'll I I could change between now and now and Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's it, it. It's probably game of the week. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is. Um, Dolphins Bills. Of course, I'll be going for the Dolphins. You'd be silly not to go for the uh, Dolphins. Uh, they're given two and a half points. I, I that two and a half, that extra half, just makes me think the Bills might sneak it out with a field goal at home. Uh, and the only problem I've got with the Dolphins is I have no idea which Dolphins team is going to turn up. Yeah, that's it. Well, given that the the good one turned out last week, it'll probably be the poor one. Uh, basically, I think it, what happens is it entirely depends on whether I pick them or not. So basically, it, yeah. you, as much as you support them every week, but you need to sort of you persuade me to pick against them every week. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to be, of course, going for them. Um, I'm going to be picking against you, even though... Right, This the, the next game is the Bengals and the Vikings. Uh, the Bengals are given 10.5 points. I, I'm really sorry, but I'm still going to go with the Vikings. I'm going to be watching the injuries, but I'm leaning the same way. The only thing that gives me maybe hope is if perhaps um, Burfitt can come out of concussion protocol and we can get a couple of more players back on defence, but I suspect you're right. Yeah. Um, Ravens-Browns. Are the Browns going to get their first win of the season? <laughs> I don't see it. I'm No, I'm not. I'm a little bit tempted by the Browns to cover, but not really. Yeah, The, I've got... the Ravens have definitely been improving in, in recent weeks on offence, and so... It, yeah. Yeah, it was seven and a half points given to the given to the Browns, uh, and I'm as an apology to the Browns fans going to go for the Browns and not tweet about them at all all weekend. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Packers Panthers. Uh, this one is a straight. Who's going to win? It's zero uh, point five points given to the Panthers. Uh, what do you What do you think? I think Panthers. I think Panthers. Although Rogers is Rogers is back, isn't he? I was just about to say Aaron Rodgers has been announced as starter and. <sighs> He has come back from an injury and played very well in his first game back, but the Panthers' defense is playing well, and he is on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Panthers. Panthers was my first thought, so yeah, I'm going to go with them. Uh, Jets Saints. This is a huge fifteen and a half points given to the Jets. Um, that's what you get when you're going up against Bryce Petty, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 pretty much it. But do you think that do you think they're going to lose by sixteen? I don't know. Probably not because they've been tough all game. So yeah. you know, I think I am leaning Jets, but I would expect the Saints to get back to winning ways this week. I, I agree. I've 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 gone for uh, for Jets on this one. Um, against my better judgment, I think. <laughs> um, Eagles and Giants. Giants are given seven and a half points. Divisional game, always a bit tasty. This one. Um, the Eagles are going to be without Carson Wentz. Be interesting. It's interesting that more people are backing the Eagles um, at the moment, given that they're um, giving away seven and a half points. Mm, um, I'm not. Are you not? No, I'm going to go Giants. I'm really not sure. I, f- I must admit my first instinct is still Eagles, but I want to do some research on this one because this one, yeah, worries me a lot. Yeah, it feels like a risky pick, but I think I'm going Giants. It feels like the Eagles are going to win this game, but I'm just... <laughs> On the one hand, you think lose lose the starting quarterback, they're not going to cover that many points. But the Giants have just been so bad this season, except for the like two games where they haven't been. Yeah, that's it. Um, Redskins and Cardinals, uh, four and a half points given to Arizona. I think that's too many points, but I'm, I'm not. Going, I'm going Arizona. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning Arizona yeah. too. 
Jaguars Texans wow 11 and a half points given to the Texans that line worries me just for the number of points I really think Jackson, I really think the Jags are going to win I don't think the Texans have been very good at all in recent weeks and they've struggled to move the ball and against that defense they're going to really struggle but maybe we need to have more faith in the Jaguars but it feels doubtful I'm having faith in the Jaguars I might I'm, join you mm. but um, I'm not going to feel happy about it no that's it Rams Seahawks uh, next game it's uh, yeah this is going to be a good game I think uh, two and a half points given to the to the uh, to the Rams on this one uh, Seattle for me I think I'm leaning Rams but the big teller for me is whether Bobby Wagner is going to be out or mm. not because he's been playing really really well but he had a hamstring injury and I'm not sure if it's just a pull and he might be back or whether he might be missing this game because if he is that's you know yet another player of their great defence and he's been yeah. playing really really well this season we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Garoppolo's 49ers against Mariota's Titans. Uh, one and a half points given to Tennessee. I think the, I think the, the 49ers are going to do it again. I'm worried that I'm bandwagon jumping, but that's my instinct as well, I'll be honest. Mm. I, think, I, I think I'm going to go with, with, uh, with San Francisco. Um, Patriots, Steelers. This is another, another two, top, two the, the top teams in the AFC. Uh, two and a half points given to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for me I kind of fancy getting points at home with the Steelers who are very very good and um, the defence has obviously been affected by Shazir they don't seem to have anybody with his range in the middle of the defence but they just have enough stuff on offence and yeah they keep getting involved in in close games but that Mm. does mean they know how to play them and uh, yeah it feels like they stand a good chance against the Patriots yeah Um, Late game on Sunday is the, the Cowboys at the Raiders. Uh, Dallas at Oakland. Uh, the Raiders are given two and a half points and they're at home. And that's not enough to, to dissuade me from picking the Cowboys. No? I, I genuinely think there's a difference between these two teams. Uh, the Raiders have one of the worst, if not the worst, defence, um, certainly in recent weeks uh, by DVOA, DVOA. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're bottom again this week. I think the Cowboys have got a little bit back and I believe... Is Ezekiel Elliott coming back this week or next week? Uh, I've not heard that he's coming back this week. So it's probably week 16, but yeah. still, they they seem they got Sean Lee back and they seemed to turn a corner a little bit last week when Tyron Smith was as healthy at left tackle. So yeah, I, I genuinely think the Cowboys are going to win that one. See, I'm I'm a bit back and forth on this one, but I think... I think you've I think you've kind of sold it as the Cowboys too. <laughs> Damn it, that's not going to help me uh, Sorry. Help eke out wins. <laughs> and it's not going to help me catch up either. Um, ah, good point. <laughs> so it's yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the uh, go with go with the Cowboys. Uh I've just had an idea. I think for the last couple of weeks of the season, I think I'm just going to pick against whoever you're picking. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Well, so, think, so, so basically, I, get... I need to stay at eight and eight or, or above. Uh, yes. Otherwise, you're going to catch me by default. I think we're going to. But, I think we're but gonna... how are you going to do that, Dan? I don't know. We'll I'll have to <laughs> see. I may You'll have, have to do some double bluffing yourself on what predict... you think I'll be picking. That's it. Predictive picks for you, and then pick against them. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> final game Monday night. Uh, it's the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Uh, six and a half points given to the Buccaneers. I don't think that's enough. I hesitate a little bit because the Bucks have been up and down, but I I, I think the Falcons are going to win, and I, I I would think it's more likely than not that they cover it. But I do have a slight pause because the Bucks have kept a couple of games close. Yeah, I'm going to go for the uh, for the Falcons. Fair enough. 
I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you've if you've liked what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like, a subscribe, and a review. Maybe even through uh, whatever uh, medium you procure your podcast. It really does help us to get into as many pairs of ears as we possibly can. Uh, next week will be our Christmas podcast. So, uh, G, warm up the sleigh bells. Uh, we'll be taking a look uh, back at Week 15's action and also looking ahead to Week 16, the penultimate week of the regular season. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you check out thewrongfootball.com for more from the mind of G. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can either by dropping us an email to tdwfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at tdwfdown. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again next week. I'm off to check the um, wrongfootball.com's editorial guidelines to invent check about um, integrity of the picks game. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.